this episode of DevTalk, I speak to Jérôme Laban about Uno, a platform for developing native mobile, desktop, and WebAssembly applications using C Sharp and XAML. Hello and welcome to DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and this is episode number 11. Today's guest is Jérôme Laban. He's CTO of the Uno platform. Hello, Jérôme. Hello, Kerry. How's it going? Very good. You are in Montreal. I am in Montreal uh, with no more snow at this time of the year. So you are uh, <laughs> um, my first guest from overseas, which is uh, just happens because we just switched the podcast to English. Um, and you are also the first guest who I don't believe I've met in person before. I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe. Um, did you go to Evolve 2016? No, I, I should have been, but no, not this time. Okay. Well, it, it was obviously the last chance. But um, <laughs> so, well, good to meet you. Um, and you, uh, there's been quite a buzz about the the Uno platform. It's been, as I understand, in the works for quite a while. But you've recently opened it up and open sourced it is that correct that's correct we've been working on it for i'd say around six years uh you know depending on on what the name was called at, at the time uh it was for ios and android originally and then we open sourced it uh last year uh, at build so it's been uh, it's been a year and it's been a, a great it's year, a year. <laughs> quite a ride yeah, and can can you explain what the uno platform is sure so uh the uno platform is you know, at very high level, a uh, C sharp and XAML way of doing um, you know, uh, iOS, Android, and WebAssembly. So uh, it allows you to share most of your UI code, if not all, depending on what you're doing, um, on all those platforms. Uh, it's using the uh, the UWP API set uh, as the base. So that means that if you can make an application running on the UWP platform, in most cases, it will run as is on iOS, Android, and Mac OS. And, uh, and WebAssembly. macOS is coming. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm switching gears a little bit, but we we're working also on adding new platforms depending on what people are asking for. Okay, you you do you also call those backends like Xamarin Forms does? Uh, or... Somehow, yeah, it, it it really depends. So for us, we can call that backends. They're really back baked in uh, depending on what they're doing. WebAssembly can be called a backend as well, uh, but. There may be ways where, let's say for for WebAssembly, it could be an HTML WebAssembly backend or it could be a Skia WebAssembly backend. So it depends on, on the target. It, it's quite flexible, so it could go in multiple directions. Okay, so you, uh, you've that's quite a few platforms, and and it sounds like the, the most interesting is WebAssembly. Is that also the newest? Uh, it is the newest. Uh, well, see, at least the the most advanced of the newest, because the the actual newest is macOS. We added uh, okay. you know, preliminary support for it uh, as a mm -hmm. as a proof of concept, but. Uh, yeah, WebAssembly is the the one that we're uh, we're looking into the most, um, mostly because it's um, let's say the most uh, shiny, if you will, uh, because there's a lot of potential there, uh, lots of uh, lots of new action uh, coming from many many different uh, categories of browsers and uh, technicals like uh, uh, the newest uh, WASI uh, uh, news that has been in the news recently. Uh, so I, I can uh, maybe be talking about it uh, a bit afterwards. Can you explain? Oh, yeah, sure. WASI is the... Oh, maybe, 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 um, Let's talk about it we after. Haven't, <laughs> we haven't talked about WebAssembly at all. Yes. So maybe you could, you could just 
just give us a, a, sure. an overview what, yeah. what Web, WebAssembly is. So the, uh, the 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 very interesting part about WebAssembly is that it uh, it started uh, you know th sometime around uh, 2017. It it was basically the idea of of making some kind of a universal uh, uh, bytecode that could run in any browser. Um, and uh, the, the the work group that that did that had the intention of the intention of not superseding but uh, complementing the the use of JavaScript to kind of a, uh, mm -hmm. work around its flaws, uh, specifically naming performance and uh, and security, uh, but also you know adding things like um, being able to run quite arbitrary code that that may not be you know human readable uh, like JavaScript JavaScript is, and while not having the issues that Silverlight or uh, you know any XBAP or Java applets or or any technology that that looked like that or Flash for that matter uh, that would be having performance issues at the time, um, so. But you're not not writing assembly code. No, it's not writing an assembly code. So the the basic idea, if you if you're a developer, WebAssembly is is kind of like a an x86 or x64 uh, CPU target. It's a, it's an additional target. Uh, so basically, mm -hmm. you're going to be programming in in whatever language C sharp, C Java, or or any kind of other languages are available there. Uh, and at their last time, just switch to WebAssembly for for it to be compiled to to a WebAssembly uh, file that you can run in, in your browser. Okay, and it, it seems like um, well, like, like C C would be more natural target or, or more natural language for that, and .NET would be somehow because uh, you you don't usually compile .NET to assembly, right? Uh, well, the .NET can be compiled to any kind of assembly, actually. So if you if you take a look at what okay. uh, Mono and Xamarin have been doing for for a while, and 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 .NET Core for that matter, uh, there's a notion of what is called of AOT, so ahead of, ahead of time compilation, where you can take mm -hmm. an IL, comp uh, an, so, uh, let's say DLL that that's uh, in IL format, and then compile it down to whatever CPU architecture that's underneath. So what for for a long time you've seen uh, AOT from Mono that targeted uh, x86 or x 64, but ARM recently to be able to target iOS, um, uh, ARM, ARM 64 as well for the latest versions. And there's a new uh, new target for that, which is WebAssembly now. Okay, so uh, you compile for, uh, uh, and it's basically the same app that is, uh, so the idea is, or this is the the, the goal of all, all cross-platform cross toolkits is to uh, write once, run everywhere, and and everywhere in this case also means it is running as an app inside your browser, right? Exactly, and it's it's actually more than that. Uh, there's a kind of a saying in the in the uh, uh, the area of WebAssembly that that it's neither web nor assembly because it's not for the web explicitly. Because if you look at the the um, the specifications for WebAssembly or the drafts or the uh, the specifications, the complete specifications, the browser itself is named I think only once or more twice maybe. Uh, so it's not made okay. for the web specifically, and it's not assembly because mm -hmm. it's too high level. And there's a few things that are not. That are more structured uh, than than what assembly is usually is. So it's it's kind of a elevated assembly, and uh, it can also run okay. outside of the web. So and that's that's where Wazi is interesting. Um, you know, the uh, uh, people have been working on uh, the Mozilla Foundation at providing a specification that that allows for WebAssembly uh, code to run 
uh, outside of a browser, uh, namely at the command line. Uh, in the same way, Node is able to run JavaScript. Uh, that means that you could be able to compile for, for WebAssembly, let's say, uh, um, a binary like Bash, for instance, and make it run mm-hmm. directly uh, in, uh, in, a, in a system that allows for WebAssembly to run that, in that way. So you would have basically a universal binary. Um, compile once, really actually run literally anywhere, <laughs> uh, browser or not. Okay. Wow. Okay. I, I hadn't heard about that. Um, so, so can, can you walk me a little bit through the, the file new experience? How do I, I start off? Maybe if I'm, I guess uh, the ideal would be I'm coming from a UWP, UWP project and uh, then that would be an ideal base. But what if, what if I, I'm just starting from scratch? I, I have nothing. Exactly. So that's the thing. Um, the, the, the way it's, the, the way uh, the .NET supports. So if, if we if we look at WebAssembly for .NET specifically, um, there's mm-hmm. not there's not too much. So there there's basically two or three ways that you can do it, but it's they're always high level. The first one would be the Uno platform, so that that we're we're working on. There's also Blazor that allows you to do that kind of things, uh, which is more oriented for the the web people. No XAML there, but HTML. And there's also a few other uh, frameworks like OE, for instance, from Frank Kruger, uh, that is a backend for um, for uh, Xamarin Forms. So it's it's a three mm-hmm. top level that you can have, but the, the, the most of them are let's say too high level. So that means that they're doing too many things, and you're not down to the bottom of let's say I just want to do a right line, a console right line. So that that's what we had to to do to, to deal with uh, at the beginning of uh, the beginning of Uno for for WebAssembly is what could, what could we do as the bare minimum? The bare minimum, and that's why we worked on something that that is called the uh, the Uno Bootstrapper, which is a a very small NuGet package that you can add to a mm-hmm. fine new project .NET standard library. You 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 drop the package there, it will basically create you a very small website that. Uh, that has a, a static void main in, in your in your code, and you can just do a console dot right line there, and the output will be pushed to uh, the the debugger the browser's debugger console. Uh, that's the the bare minimum that you can get uh, where as a, as a fine new project experience. Okay. And what if I want to see something? <laughs> so if you want to see something, that's where it gets a bit more interesting. So if we take the case of Uno, for instance. Um, it's uh, we we provide a, um, a Visual Studio extension that allows you basically to file a new project, a new Uno cross-platform project, and it will give you uh, five project, uh, five pro- four projects in that context: so iOS, Android, UWP, WebAssembly, and a shared project that contains all your code. So it's going it's going to be the XAML files, the assets, the uh, the XAML content, the resources for uh, for localization and, th- and things like that. So you put everything in your shared project, and then once you're the idea is to build the application for UWP, make it work there uh, because the tooling is very efficient and there's a XAML edit and continue and things like that that make it very uh, interesting to work with. And then once you're done, you basically take take another hand. So another hand like uh, WebAssembly press uh, F5 there, and then your application is going to be rebuilt for WebAssembly and run in the browser. Okay, and you said Visual Studio plugin. Is Which versions of or, or platforms of Visual Studio do you support? So it will be, uh, for now, it's it's uh, Visual Studio t- for Windows 2017 and 2019. Uh, you can find it from okay. the, uh, the the marketplace for uh, Visual Studio in the, in your tools extensions. So just search for Uno. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get the extension there installed in a few seconds. 
All right, and and I hear the the plugin me plugin mechanism for Visual Studio for Mac is completely different. So yes, it is. Uh, and be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's completely different because it's mono develop underneath. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming at right. some point you're going to be uh, aligning all of those to to make the, sing the single the single best experience. Uh, that being said, for mm -hmm. now we're not targeting um, uh, Mac OS that, uh, Mac OS or you know, the development on a, a Mac Mac machine, made mo mostly because the XAML experience in terms of uh, previewing and running an application is better on Windows. Uh, that's where we started. So uh, for now, the flow is better that way. Uh, you can you can do development there on Mac OS, but the experience is going to be a bit, let's say, a bit rough, uh, mostly because the, there's no IntelliSense uh, for XAML, for instance. That uh, we're looking at adding it, but uh, it's not uh, it's not there yet. Okay, so I, um, I you mentioned XAML. So this is the just to be clear, this is the standard UWP XAML, right? Yes, exactly. So it's not the flavor that comes from Xamarin Forms or WPF. Right, and um, so I, uh, I, I maybe if I'm on Windows, uh, I can just click something and and drag in some text boxes and and some buttons, and um, if I compile this. Uh, say for iOS, will will that look in any way like that, or do you have like native controls uh, rendered in the places where the UWP controls would be? What is that like? So it can be both. That's the that's the interesting part. Um, it, if you look at the landscape of of the way uh, the cross platform toolkits are able to to render controls, there 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 are two the two ends. The first first one is pixel perfect and only pixel perfect. So basically, the the toolkit like Flutter or, or others uh, uh, or Avalonia for that matter, they're basically rendering controls exactly the same way on all platforms. Uh, that means that mm -hmm. uh, if you're if you want to to have something that looks like the platform. The toolkit is going to have to mimic it. It's not. It's not going to be using them or those controls. You know, uh, literally, it's it's going to be something that looks like it. Uh, on the other end, you're going to have uh, uh, framework like like um, Informs, for instance, which which actually use only the the native controls. There there are things like material design that that happens to uh, to have come in uh, with the new uh, the new visuals that they added recently in Xamarin Forms that allows you to have something that looks that looks similar on 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 all platforms, but it's it's still using the native controls from the platform. Um, and we're basically in between. Uh, the idea is that that we can have something in Uno that that really looks the same on all platforms. Uh, you basically take your XAML that comes from UWP and have a pixel a pixel perfect drawn control, like for instance a button that will be a rectangle with a background, with text, with dotted lines and, and things like that for focus. Uh, it will look exactly the same. Uh, but you can also have uh, using style, the styling system of, of UWP have the the native mm -hmm. control instead. So basically, you push you put your button there, and then you choose which which style for that specific button that you put there. It, it will look it will, it will take when running, and the best of all, you can actually change it at runtime. You can data bind the style. So if you want to change it for one side to the other, I don't know why you would you do that specifically for a button, for instance, but it's possible to do that. Oh wow! Okay, uh, that's interesting. So so is, is it? actually a UI button on iOS or is it something you're creating yourself? No, no, it's an actual UI button. Okay, and you, you can style that through the XAML? 
Okay. So, yes, you can put a, a UI button from the XAML. So, for, of course, the, the styling system that, that iOS or Android provide for, for their native control can be limited. So that means that you won't be able to do all the things that you want, like uh, adding routed corners or things like that. Uh, that's why right. it may be interesting at that time to go back to... Uh, to pixel perfect designs uh, or, or layouts, but if you if you don't need that, then you can use the controls that come from uh, the platform and um, and have all the benefits of that, which are uh, you know following what the platform provides. So if uh, let's say iOS for some reason in version 13 or 14 has a completely new redesign of the UI, then it will follow up automatically. All right. Um, so it's very, very interesting to have the the choice there, because yes. um, whatever experience is that that no project, no two projects are the same, and some projects really want the the completely native look and feel, and other projects they um, they well, I, I think even the Xamarin team acknowledged that actually most of the people using Xamarin Forms would rather have like consistent look and feel over all platforms. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It, it, it depends it, on the type of app. Exactly. Yeah. It, so it, it's kind of a it's kind of a battle between what the uh, what the, the platform makers want you to make as an app. You know, they want you to follow their guidelines. Uh, but if you have a team of designers, most of the designers are picky and they want to have the brand uh, aligned with what they're what they want. So that that's where the, the conflict comes from. And one of the, one of the biggest reasons we chose to to work that way uh, and, and be able to be you know, allow for for the flexibility of choosing one or the other is mostly uh, everything that goes from text input um, IME so everything with the selection of text and uh, and um, uh, autocorrection and things like that that uh, you may not want uh, to to lose mm -hmm. um, or another one that when you when you're on iOS if you press on some text there's going to be a little magnifier that that appears at the top and that's not something that's easy to make or to replicate properly because you may not have the APIs to right. do that uh, and 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 the the biggest of all is accessibility it's very important for us to not break the accessibility and uh, if you're drawing every Everything by yourself, having accessible uh, accessible UIs is very difficult to have. Uh, so that's 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 the the most important reason for for all this. Okay, that's really neat. Uh, so you mentioned this is six years old. So you uh, that means you've been using this for your own projects, or or, or in what context have you been using you know these these six years? That, that's correct. So it's been uh, it's been it's been a while. Um, even before, I think we're. It was at the time UWP was still strong, and, and Microsoft was uh, was doing a lot of uh, of applications at the at the core because of Windows Phone. Um, and and we saw that a lot of people were asking for for iOS and Android application. And Xamarin was a uh, was was moving up quite quickly at the time. Um, I, ha I have a, a very old background in, in Mono, and uh, you know I've been working with uh, you know contributing to Mono since since 2002. So it's been a while. And um, at the time we. Mm -hmm. Chose to 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 take a look at Xamarin specifically, so not Xamarin Forms because it would not it, it did not exist at the time. And um, when we when we tried making an application using the bare bones of of Xamarin, which is basically doing one UI for iOS and one UI for Android, it became very complicated uh, because it meant that uh, the developers could share some of the XAML, uh, so the, some of the C sharp, sorry, uh, but I mean. The UI would be very different, so that means that the skill set for one dev to the other would 
still be very different. Uh, and then we decided to, to take a look at, we have a lot of developers. We, I work at a company that's called Inventive. We've been doing a lot of applications for, for that use XAML and C Sharp. Uh, that, means, that meant that we, we had a lot of developers and designers that were able to do that kind of things. And we said, well, why not take all our knowledge of XAML and make it run on iOS and Android? And that's how Uno started. Uh, and we, we continued on, on adding features on features on features and ended up with something that, that, was, uh, that is now quite large. Uh, and and when, when, when WebAssembly uh, got out and the support came, came to be a lot more stronger than, than it, it was originally, we said, well, it's going to be way too big for us to do everything. So uh, maybe we, we could start and see what the, what the community is going to be able to, to ask for, specifically because when we're developing our application Applications, we we don't use all the API set, and people may want something that that we didn't uh, need at the time. So that that's how uh, we've been using it. So uh, you open sourced it because of WebAssembly, or or how did this come to be? Um, well. We we saw that uh, the interest were was getting was getting strong in UWP and the the the, the sharing was uh, is you know sharing the code using UWP or some kind of common API set was uh, the biggest ask uh, on Microsoft developer forums and uh, we had something to do to do around that and we were too small at the time so we we ramped up a lot of developers to be able to to. Uh, to, to add for support and new features. And uh, it made sense at the time to say, well, we're able to, to, to use it for ourselves, so to, to make it progress, to, to make our own applications, and why not allow people at the, uh, on, on the outside to, uh, to do the same? I mean, uh, and uh, they could be developing app or adding new features to Uno that we didn't need. So how many apps have you written with this platform? Ah, that that's uh, that's quite a lot. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it's it's around uh, 150 or 200, something like that. Okay, that's quite a lot. Yes, <laughs> most of those so, are internal applications, so it's, they're not available on the store. Uh, but there, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's quite a few that are, that are available. Uh, we have a on the Uno uh, on the Uno documentation. We have a list of those applications that are that we're allowed to share, uh, and uh, and also that uh, that that uh, that are available on the store. Can you talk a little bit about the experience you've had since open sourcing it? Uh, well, the, the 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 biggest thing is is uh, how could someone get out with that big of a framework without being known before? And that's the that's mm -hmm. the biggest problem. So uh, it's uh, you know kind of a let's say. Um, it's not. It's. I wouldn't say lack of trust, but you know, it, trust has to be earned. So uh, we've got a few early adopters that 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 understand the value of uh, of sharing the XAML, sharing that they they do like C sharp, they do like XAML, so they're they're quite active, uh, and they're pushing a lot uh, on on that. They're helping us as well for for adding a new pull request and uh, and adding new features there. So that that's uh, that's the uh, that's the interesting part. And well, we're meeting. We're met with a lot of. Uh, a lot of interest from, from people and say, oh, if I start a new project, then maybe I'm going to start looking at it. And that, that's where uh, we, we come in and say, well, if, you, uh, if you're interested in, in doing something, then, then just contact us and we can, we'll see what we can do. And that's, that's where Inventive, the company as well, can, can do something and help uh, build applications there. Okay, well, I, I always thought, you know, Xamarin Forms is something that any, anybody could have written. Could have written. 
uh, it didn't have to be Xamarin at the time or Microsoft now. And it's just because uh, there's this big company behind it, people started using it. Maybe it wasn't even intended as a toolkit to write really, really complex apps at the time. Um, but I think your platform actually was intended like that, right? It was intended like that. Uh, we, we, we wanted it to be the you know, the reuse, reuse as much as we can. Uh, and, and the interesting part about the development of, of Uno is that it was made kind of a, in reverse in a way. Uh, we made it mm -hmm. because we needed it. So we needed the features that we added there. Uh, not, we, we didn't build, we, we, there's almost no feature that we didn't uh, need in, in that platform. Uh, we need, for instance, we, we added a feature which, where you can add uh, multiple uh, new attached property bindings and things like that that are very complex it's mostly not a V1 feature. It's something that you add later on in a project, but we needed those to make apps. So that's why we added those in. Well, it's good good to have that demand because then then those features are going to work actually. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you, you mentioned Microsoft Build. I saw on Twitter that you had a booth there and uh, it, lots of people standing around. And um, can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about that experience? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, uh, you were there personally. I, I I was there personally. I uh, even presented something there about WebAssembly. Uh, Microsoft opened up uh, for for external submissions. So not uh, previous years previous years was uh, were only for Microsoft employees to present, and now they opened it up. So so we were selected to to present something there. So that was uh, a very good experience. Uh, as for the honor, booth, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely. I mean, it's. Uh, wasn't expected. <laughs> they were they they had a they had a lot of uh, uh, a lot of submissions there. I don't know exactly the number, but uh, they told I got told there was a big number, so it was interesting to to be selected that way. So that that was nice. Uh, so lot, lots of people on the on the uh, the booth. Uh, lots of people interested in all the demos that we we could provide. Um, the, the the one that uh, that people were looking at the most there was the the Lottie support uh, that we added for WebAssembly using the Microsoft APIs, and um, the one wow. that uses uh, uh, Roslyn with uh, uh, Entity Framework Core uh, with SQLite all inside of one browser uh, that can run. You know, compile some C sharp code, execute some, execute that code, and then manipulate the database that runs completely in the browser. So that's the kind of uh, demos that people were uh, amazed to see, in a way. Yeah, and uh, can you can you just explain what Lottie is to to those who haven't heard it? So Lottie is a, a framework that uh, Airbnb has developed. Uh, it's basically a framework to do uh, very fancy animations. Uh, it's a JSON format, if you if you will, that you can load up and uh, have it play by the browser or any other uh, any other API that that enables it. I, I think uh, Skia did did that, did that as well. So Skia Skia from Google. So basically, everyone's mm -hmm. adopting it uh, for for animations. So it, uh, if you go to search for Lottie on the L O T T Y E. Um, you can see very very fancy animations there, so it's uh, it makes for very nice applications. And uh, are you using the? I saw uh, Martijn from uh, from the MVVM Cross team. He did bindings for Lottie a while ago. Is that what you're using, or is this some completely different adoption? Uh, 
No, it's a, it's a completely different option. We're we're basically using the the native controls that uh, that have been already provided. So for let's say for WebAssembly, we're we're using uh, the actual Lottie control that Airbnb provides. So we're not inventing anything. What we're we're doing mm-hmm. is basically allowing from people that are uh, targeting Windows to reuse the exact same code and make it run on on iOS and Android and WebAssembly. Okay. Um, so, are you, are you uh, you're using the controls? Is that does that mean you're using writing Swift code to to use those controls, or are there wrappers around that? Yes, it's it's basically what Xamarin provides. So for iOS and Android, it's going to be uh, what it, what is called bindings. So it means that uh, yep. you have a C sharp code in front that that uh, communicates with uh, some Swift or Objective C code or Java if it's on uh, on Android. And for the web, it's going to be through uh, JavaScript. Okay. Um, so so where are you heading with with the project right now? Uh, we're we're having a lot of, uh, of of discussions around adding features and what to support and where to go. Um, WebAssembly is the is the most promising one uh, because it, it kind of uh, enables all the scenarios that mobile is able to do without the limitations of uh, of the the, the stores. Um, and it enables also every every uh, everything that goes with uh, enterprise support. So that's another key area. But iOS and Android are very very strong drivers as well, and this. Aside from the fact that Inventive is using it's is using it for itself, um, but also because you know lots of people are are seeing the the interest uh, in the feature set that 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 interests them uh, compared to uh, to other other frameworks. So there's that. There's adding new platforms, adding more controls. Microsoft has been uh, as promised to open source more of their UWP platform. So that means that we'll be uh, adding more and more control that come from UWP. Uh, uh, navigation view was one of the controls that we added recently. Uh, there's uh, quite a few others that uh, Microsoft is going to be providing that will be uh, translating from C++ to C Sharp and adding uh, even more support there. Um, lots okay. of things to do, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, is that has it? Are you doing this full time now, or, or are you still doing projects or actual apps? Uh, it's made for for me personally. No, it's amazing. it's mostly uh, Uno and WebAssembly are contributing contributing to Mono for to make the the, the platform advanced advanced or or doing some iOS and Android you know pushes to uh, to get everything running uh, smoother or faster. Uh, mm-hmm. But in constant communication with uh, with teams that do actual development, so that means that we're doing things that that are used. <laughs> so it's not uh, it's not you know uh, a far from reality. Okay, wow. Uh, so uh, that's quite an amazing story. I'm really impressed with what, what you've done and uh, how how far you've come. Well, thank you. It's been an amazing an amazing journey, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, well uh, then, thank you very much for for talking about the Uno platform. I'm uh, I will add links in the show notes. Um, maybe we could also. Um, do you have a an example WebAssembly uh, version that's uh, um, that you can look at somewhere? Yes, there's uh, the playground. If you search for uh, the Uno platform playground, you're gonna end up with uh, something that allows you to basically play with XAML and JSON and everything inside of a browser. So you can see what the uh, the Uno platform is able to do. That's awesome. Okay, I'll I'll make sure to add some um, add these links to the show notes. And 
Well, then thank you very much for being my guest. It was my pleasure. <laughs> This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we will see each other in two weeks. Thank you. Bye bye.